Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pitch, Please, the podcast where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. My name's Alex. Tom, I need a wee. I don't know why I uh, just didn't go for one before. <laughs> I can hold it though, it's fine. What, for an hour? Yeah, it's fine. I'm, go I'm very Tom good at that. Tom can carry on the left. intro. Just go now. I'm good. I'll, I'll carry I'll, hold it. I'll get more urgent towards the end. Oh, great. Okay. How are you uh, doing? I'm, I'm doing great. I don't need to go. Uh, I'm, I'm joined <laughs> by James. Hello. I'm James. Drink more blood than you, game dev developer. Why did you struggle so much to say that? <laughs> Such a okay. No, I'm just, I'm just going with the whole. Let's mess up the intro every week. You know, definitely oh, on purpose. Perfect. Thanks. Very, very professional. We're also joined by Chris. You're what up? <laughs> I don't know what That's that was. Good. I don't have a fun intro, but I can tell that uh, currently, right now, on Switch Store worldwide, Brunch Club is ninety percent off. It's like a pound or a dollar. Get it? Wow. Buy it. Get it. You will it be might insane. not be by the time this goes out. If you want to get, uh, as time of recording, uh, birthday boy Chris a little birthday present, there yeah. you go. Happy birthday! Make to me you. money. <laughs> uh, and we're also a returning guest again. Uh, yeah. We have Dr. Sryman Clark. I don't know why. What is wrong with you? Are you Are a you? <laughs> I don't know why. I said Come it on, like Dr. Simon Clark is back hello, again. Hello. I don't need to pee. I just went for a pee actually before because I'm a responsible podcaster. A responsible <laughs> adult I'm as irresponsible well. irresponsible in many ways. Um, and he likes to live on the edge, not peeing before doing a podcast. Yeah, and if you missed uh, if you missed Simon's episode last time, he pitched probably one of the best ideas we've had, uh, Eye of the Storm, which was an amazing <laughs> battlegrounds racing Chris uh, don't you fucking say anything about bikes I know that you're thinking it <laughs> there was it, it was amazing but unfinished because there were still some quirks to 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 tweak to fix uh, to work out however I thought it was awesome it sounded like a really amazing game I uh, really I really want to make it well, do it, do it. I mean, the thing is, so I've been doing a bit of game dev stuff. So basically, since coming on the show last time, I was like, fuck it. These guys can do it. I can do it. Well, so that's the spirit. You well, know, I, mean, yeah. I wanted to try and... Some of us can do I it. Try and learn. I hate being an inspiration because I feel like <laughs> that's... You're really, you're really looking at the wrong people here. I know, actually, because I get that sometimes on YouTube where people are like, oh, you know, you're such an inspiration. And I'm like, have more greater ambitions yeah you know, it's like, like <laughs> look up to different people christ I mean, you, can, I, like, you can do better i have to say i uh i tuned into your stream yesterday and i don't know what what the heck you were doing 
but it looked incredibly complicated <laughs> uh, in terms of co- code. What were you co- you were coding? And it just looked like... So yeah, we were coding a, uh, a climate model. hacking NASA? So, uh, we, were, we, have, we have our pet climate model called Claude, uh, which was named by the community, not me. Okay. Um, and does does Claude stand for anything? It's a backronym rather than... Yeah, so like, okay. Because Claude was the name of a capybara emote that we have... And I don't, I don't know, but it, it's a it backronym is climate analysis using digital estimations. That's not a Quite bad backronym. Right. There you go. Right? That, that's not a bad backronym, no. Pretty sensible. Oh, the C and L from, cl- from climate. Okay. And, and okay. basically, what we were doing is um, <laughs> simulating where the L was. Cord. <laughs> yeah. Cord. Yeah. Um, but what we were doing was uh, sort of calculating how temperatures and uh, velocities in the atmosphere were, would vary in response to you know, the being heated by the sun. Um, and we've been doing this for a couple of months now because it turns out it's really hard and mm-hmm. technical. Um, I, and my programming is awful. Like, it, it's really badly programmed. Um, club. Uh, so, you know, eventually I'm going to have to go back and do it properly. But we're getting there. So it's, it's been a really good where project. Can, uh, if people are interested in uh, the progress of Claude, where can they watch you? So they can watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash dot Simon Clark. And then it's also, the code is all available on GitHub. Um, nice. Which is, uh, if you, I think if you just do like exclamation mark git in the chat, it'll come up. Because um, the idea is eventually this is going to be like, a, well, it is an open source project that anybody can take. And it's written in Python deliberately so that it's easy to interact with. So people can write their own modules to add to what the mod- model is doing, whether they want to represent you know, like different activities or better estimations of clouds or stuff like that. Um, the, the whole idea is it's kind of like a teaching tool as well as just kind of like an idle pastime at the moment. Okay. So since you have your I made a game we roll toast around. <laughs> <laughs> since you have your code available to everyone, do you have just a load of people like jumping in and saying, this is horribly optimized and that you could do this a million times better or... Just ah, you've been on my Discord, I see. Uh, well, that's all I have to deal with. Uh, okay, <laughs> you tell okay. those people to fuck off. Like, yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, I'm like, this is scrap code, guys. I am just, this is a proof of concept. And then we're going to do a big restructure and we're going to do everything using classes and it's all going to be fine. And, you know, because we're using Scython, like, to optimize as uh, best we can to, like, make it go a bit faster. I don't even but know what that is, It's just terribly... It's, it's basically you can write Python code and it will convert it to C code, so it like yeah um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. compiles it. Oh, I get, yeah, I get it. Uh, Love that shit. Um, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but but yeah. So on the subject of Python though, because that's basically so since the last episode, I've been uh, experimenting with doing um, uh, like a little bit of game dev, and I've tried building my own yes. engine. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what this is what I, I wanted to else? know. Because like unlike any of the returning guests or like any of the other guests we've had on this podcast, you actually. It looks like you've actually taken something, the idea of making games, and gotten excited about it, and actually been proactive. And it, when I spoke to you about coming back on, yeah, all the other ones, lazy fuckers, <laughs> they just expect us to do it, and we're not <laughs> going to do it because we're also lazy. Whereas, yeah. you've not only just inter- interested in making your own game, you you said that you were making your own engine, like what? The, which, as you said that, I think Chris just just like immediately clammed up and face palmed and. I, uh, I died Ill, a little inside. Possibly, yeah, died a bit inside. Yeah, because it's one of the hardest yeah. things you could possibly do ever, right? Well, I mean, uh, when I say engine, it's like it's not a full three D engine like Source or Unity or anything like that. It's basically actually. Can I show my screen? This is great podcasting. Yeah, it's yeah. Like amazing we'll, podcasting. Uh, <laughs> we'll get Tom but, to provide an audio description. So basically, he's now sharing I, his screen. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's a nice so voice. I built this um like kind of isometric 
grid thing. Yep. Um, and this is this is the game that I want to talk to you about because I it's a shit idea and I think you can make it better. Um, but right, okay. basically, oh, hang on, is it so, is it coming up for you guys? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see. It. So, Tom, okay. what what are we looking at at the moment? What can you can you see? So yeah, it is an isometric. There's currently a board of just loads and loads of stone tiles, and in the middle there is some water, four water tiles and one grass tile. And on the side, there's just two buttons that say grass and tree. Uh, and that only comes up when you highlight a uh, tile that you can build on. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so the idea is you can construct grass um, right. using uh, photosynthesis points down here in the bottom right. Okay. <laughs> what the, yeah. fuck? the more grass you put down, you... Uh, uh, the more photosynthesis points you get. And then this number above that is... So there's two numbers. This is great podcasting. Uh, what I'll do is I'll also is like I'll take a up. screenshot and I'll put it, we'll put it on the Twitter so people yeah, yeah, can have yeah, a look. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, basically, yeah, there's two numbers. They have like the total biomass in the system and then you have like the total photosynthesis points. And the idea is you expand out from where the water is, building more and more grass. And you can't build... Uh, or is it trees that you can't build... Yeah, you need, I think it's 50 photosynthesis points for a tree. Right. Um, and the idea is you eventually uh, like cover, it's meant to be a city, but I I downloaded a free text pack for uh, like isometric <laughs> tiles. Right, okay. Um, and the idea being that like you eventually like it's going from grasses to trees and uh, you know, the more trees you put down, the more photosynthesis you unlock. See a tree. And it, Actually, oh, so it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a, mushrooms. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a a clicker game, right? Where the more it's like plants versus zombies. Yeah, yeah. Or, so, or plants versus well, zombies as so well. The the clicker game aspect is definitely where I want it to go in the future because, like, I very much imagine this. Sorry, should we actually talk? So this yeah, is actually, basically yeah, my tech demo. Yeah, before before we get too far into this, can you actually just give us the the pitch, right, of the game? So yeah. the, what I'm calling this project at the moment is reclaim, uh, and basically what I wanted to do was a city unbuilder. So rather oh. than something like City, um, uh, like SimCity or Skylines or something like that, you start with a city that has been abandoned by humans, and you as nature are reclaiming it. And so right. you start from a water source, and you build out grasses and uh, moss or whatever it is. And eventually, you know, you you start getting bushes. Eventually, you start getting trees. And initially, that is something that's controlled by the player. Like you place down a grass tile. Um, but that's going to get like woefully impractical eventually. So what I eventually want to do is add stuff like um, birds and animals into it that do the spreading for you. So it's all, it's like a kind of a passive, it's like a passive god game, I guess would probably be the closest like genre to it. Yeah. Because um, I've been I, uh, this was um, formed when I played. Uh, I think it's Islands. Where is it? Island does. Islands. Like really. Yeah, we yeah. talked yeah. about that a couple of times in this show. Really, really chill, like low poly kind of look, and it's just really relaxing to play. Um, and I kind of, I'd really like the vibe of that, and I really wanted to do something that also had kind of, yeah, I guess kind of cookie uh, clicker elements to it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that uh, in this time, what is it, 50 to place one tree? Uh, you currently have uh, 15,000 <laughs> photosynthesis points now. Uh, it, needs to be, it needs to be tested. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> so the, re the reclamation has happened at this point. You have won yeah. uh, within the two minutes of playing um, this game. But yeah, so, so, so big city that's full of pollution and buildings and car parks and no grass, no forestry, no parks or anything. It's just mm. cement and grey buildings. 
And, and what I figured is you can actually sort of you could do a, a campaign style, you know, a sequence of, of of scenarios where you start with maybe uh, like a small town that already has some greenery in it. But then depending on the configuration of whether there's a river or a lake or there's like a park that's already existing in the city, it can change how you deploy your original tiles. Um, and, you know, with there being a limitation of you need to have access to water originally to like spread a tile, um, it can right. kind of change the direction that your, you know, your strategy where you go with it. Yeah. I, I love that the initial, just the, just a the very basic idea of a city unbuilder. I think that sounds really mm. cool. And like, like in my head, like immediately when you're saying that stuff, I'm thinking of, um, you know, like the, the, the really classic visions of post-apocalyptic cities or like last of yeah. us. Like kind of things where, was what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That kind of thing. Um, Chris, you kind of James, want the, what, what are your, you, you want the, uh, the Chernobyl effect, don't you? You kind of want, uh. Maybe some yeah. mutated uh, trees and plants and vines uh, as a result of some <laughs> a post-apocalyptic event, so that they kind of see have that. And more that's to play the thing with. that I think it's lacking at the moment. Is at the moment it's very chill and very casual, but like you do need some form of negative feedback because at the moment it's a purely positive feedback loop of you you place more stuff, you get more photosynthesis points or whatever, and you know mm -hmm. then you can build more stuff. And I feel like maybe if he wants to go down that Chernobyl route of there being areas that are irradiated and you have to spend points in order to, you know, de-irradiate them or something mm. like that. I, um, I think um, it could also fall a little bit into like a puzzle game thing where maybe the mm. area you start in is surrounded by roads and pavement and all of these things it's difficult for plants to grow through. Uh, right, like eventually it'll have the power to sprout right through the road or whatever. But maybe when you place it, if you place it too far away from the exit point, it's like, well, shit, I can't quite reach that exit, so yeah. I'm lost, uh, or, or something like that. And it's kind of a careful placement to make sure that the expansion of this thing, I guess there is like a natural expansion when you place a grass tile, the grass t around it starts to spread and grow, or maybe vines or plant growth or whatever. Mm. Um I guess you're trying to make sure that it is able to get to this open expanse of land quicker um so that you can then spread even further and if you don't do that then i guess it dies out i suppose i don't know um, yeah i'm still not sure exactly what the victory conditions are like i think in my mind i imagine this to be that kind of several scenarios like a campaign and actually there's this underlying story that's not explicitly told but it's like sort of the story of how the apocalypse happened and it right. kind of happens in the margins maybe in some of the tile art you see sort of human refugees like every now and again like fleeing from one of the buildings and you can sort of piece it together so i'm wondering if maybe that means you know for each scenario for each mission you um you know you have a specific goal of have this many trees or have this much biomass in total or whatever it mm. may be but that's i'm hoping that with like talking to you guys i can sort of workshop this a bit from like really bare bones to something that's much more fleshed out so the the thing that i i was thinking is um if and maybe uh james and chris you might have ideas about this as well but like what you're talking about having some kind of negative feedback or something that that doesn't just stop you from just just getting bigger and bigger and, and like it just being quite easy is um if humans were the ones to have essentially like fucked this up to begin with or to stop you know to um to to remove everything in the first place well then if it's post if it is post-apocalypse there are still people around like humanity mm. still exists right is that some kind of element of like humanity is still attempting to rebuild um is that some kind I, of i feel like that could be a fun thing to sort of add more in if you wanted to go down like the campaign progression um, because I suppose you could do it 
no, no, put a pin in that. I'll come back to that idea in a second. Mm. Like you could have more human interference the further along you go. So, you know, you start out and it's just nature and then maybe there's like a small area of the map in a subsequent scenario where people will just burn whatever goes in that area. And then, you know, later on you actually have to deal with loads of people. But just to come back to sort of that idea that um, I was going through, I think the alternative would be I've been playing way more than I would care to admit of Elements Tower Defense recently, like Element TD2. Classic. I feel like that might be a sort of an alternative way of making this interesting of perhaps you have a procedurally generated city every time and it's just like a victory condition that you have to try and reach as, and it's a time thing or, you know, you, so it, how as does, the difficulty could you just give a brief description of element, element TD2? Sorry, yeah. So um, it's a tower defense game. So you have uh, waves of enemies that come at you and get stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay. And it, to combat these enemies, you place down uh, towers, which have different abilities. So um, they might be single target, they might be area of effect uh, type attacks. But the, the fun thing about uh, elements TD is that it's elemental. So you have the creeps that you're fighting can be you know fire or water or earth, whatever it is. And for example, if they're a fire type, they will receive double damage from water type towers um but i can't remember what the half damage oh half damage from nature type tile uh, towers for example oh, okay. so you ha- and basically you can only build um towers that you have uh, sort of unlocked uh, by choosing elements so you, you have to basically pick which elements you're going to go with so your your like uh, towers have uh, like the configuration of your defenses have just an uh, an innate weakness and an innate strength that you have to kind of combat as best you can so, okay. I love it. It's so addictive. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually realize that's what it was. I just thought it was another uh, tower defense game. I didn't realize it had like uh, an elemental circle of strengths and weaknesses. That's really cool. Yeah, really highly recommend it. I, okay, so what's coming to mind is I can't oh, help but think of uh, Katamari Damacy and how you could essentially start really small. Like you say, you start mm. with one tile currently, and you're clicking. What if you were? Um, in an apartment block or something and someone's planted some basil on their windowsill and then they then go okay then they can see the plant pot on the on the next uh, apartment block and then they spread over to there and then they notice that there's a little puddle of water then they jump to that then and then you zoom in out and out and out until you've covered the entire city in uh vines and trees oh that's great i really like that idea Um, like you start as the basil plant that repopulates the world (laughs) basically yeah maybe maybe it doesn't need to be post-apocalyptic maybe it just happens under the you know under the uh under the nose of people that are living there um and Mm. the idea is to try and spread out as much as possible but then then i feel like it ends up being kind of a a carrion kind of type game where you kind of spreading your tendrils everywhere. And I don't think it's necessarily in the ethos of this idea to be bad. You're kind of, yeah, I, I, I like, kind the of re- like the idea reclamation of... side of it. So maybe it is an yeah. abandoned city more than anything, but maybe it's totally I... concrete apart from one little sprout that then. That's sort yeah. of the vision I have is, yeah, yeah, like sort of concrete jungle and then one actual living thing in it that then sort of expands and spreads mm-hmm. um, from the, from that point. Because I know that um, I real, that the other thing that sort of sparked me was uh, Terra Nil. I don't know if anyone played that or saw that, no, but it's no. a similar kind of idea, but it's, that's basically like a city builder, but you are nature. 
Um, but it means that you you actually have to place down like you know wind turbines and you have resources to, okay. have to manage and stuff like that. Okay. And I, I wanted because I saw the uh, that game and I was like, oh, this sounds amazing. This is the kind of game that actually I'd really like to make. And then I was yeah. when I actually saw footage of it, I was like, well, it's, it's actually just kind of like a city builder. It's just a right. reskin. Same thing. Whereas, I kind of want to take that idea and flip it on its head, and, I, and and it's almost it is almost like tearing down something. It's a destructive rather than a constructive game, but it's destructive in the sense that you're restoring what was there before. It's it's kind of a it's, retribution I don't think it's, uh, game. Extremely destructive. Like I don't think uh, you'll have plants that are like tear down this wall, but it's like. <laughs> um, you can <clears throat> click on it and, and, and inhabit it, and well, depending on the scale that you go for, like if if it's uh, if it's played like a city builder, you can just click on the building and say, "Yeah, I've got enough enough plant power to inhabit this building," and eventually, you know, take it over. And as time goes on, you can see vines growing up it, maybe cracks mm. start to form in the building, and mm-hmm. then maybe when it reaches a certain point, it becomes almost like an explosion thing where it's like cool, this building has now got so much in there that it explodes outwards and infects all the other buildings, quote-unquote mm. infects. Um, mm. James? I sort of like the idea that you don't necessarily know what the result of your click is going to be. So if, you, if you're if you like, oh, I'll plant here, and then you sort of start to see the spread. Because the thing that comes to mind is how, what's the timeline like? Is, this, is growth mm. instant or... Do you do you have like day night cycle like speeding through and then you can see okay it's growing over time and then do you have the concept of seasons as well do you have like a deadline to get as much as possible before winter and then the cycle repeats again and then you spread out from there what 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 do we I'm, think sorry I'm just what taking notes here I'm sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, when you said seasons yeah you got what, him excited what, what do you think how how quickly do you see this playing out like does do things grow instantly or is it accelerated it wouldn't growth? Be, I feel like I'm also thinking of this from like how the fuck am I going to program this? Uh, but like, from, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like we can give <laughs> the like, ideas. I, I, and I imagine go, that it would fuck? be like there'd be several stages of growth. Um, so like it would. I'm trying to think. What's the uh, like for example Minecraft? Right, you know you have you have like wheat grows over you know however many. How many? I don't know how many minutes it takes in, yeah. in game time. But you have like you know five stages of, hmm. of wheat. Sorry, it's like five stages of grief, but it's five stages of five wheat growth. Stages of wheat. <laughs> That's the name uh, of the game. Yeah, yeah five there stages it is. of wheat growth. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so like I imagine that it would be yeah, like you do. It's not instantaneous. You do see it grow, but it's mm. not like prohibitively it's certainly not real time yeah this is one of these games that you played it in real time would be so shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean like could could there be like a you know fast forward thing you know like in most city builders you have you have the ability Mm. to time lapse speed up time slow it down i don't see why not i don't think there'd be i feel like if you put a day night cycle in it's just like an epilepsy guarantee yeah yeah i think Um, it needs to be very quick (laughs) almost like you know, you see the days tick by as seconds. Um, yeah. Mm. Or maybe even, you know, you could t- take a different approach and say it's a turn-based game where you say, right, these are the things I'm doing. And then, bam, it just says, like, right, one year later, this is the effect mm. of these things you've done. May I make some more decisions? You could well, do but, it that way, I guess. Oh, but yeah. then again, you, you do have different, like, um, different plants have different growth rates and stuff, right? Like, isn't isn't like bamboo supposed to grow at an insane rate? Like, you can yeah, actually... Some species that are like 30 centimetres a day. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's and also they'll tear up everything. They will destroy <laughs> the planet. If if the world was bamboo, 
There would be no world. Oh, I quite, that, that, I, I'm not saying this seriously, but it would be kind of funny if you could have like plant mercenaries, like Japanese knotweed, that like <laughs> multiply really quickly and they'll fuck everything up yeah. like, if you don't but, keep well, them in check. Maybe that should be something like, in terms of um, actually being able to have control over what you're selecting and what you're, what you're building or de-building, I guess, is, you know, can you actually select certain plants and certain types of plants to be like, could you say, I want to send in the Japanese knotweed here? Because this is fucking full of concrete. I need Sending to fuck it up. Sending the knotweed. Yeah. <laughs> or, or is it, are you thinking very much more just like, I, I want to grow in this area. I'm going in this direction now. Whatever happens, I'd imagined happens. it as like a an area-based thing. Like as mm. a, um, because it's fun, funnily enough, just before, like two days ago, I watched this documentary on God Gaming. And okay. it was by Indigo Gaming, which is, they do this insane, like two hour long documentaries on sort of gaming topics. And so there was this whole thing of, yeah, about- now. Yeah, a lot of Peter Molyneux and a lot of Peter Molyneux fucking up and yeah. overpromising. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, talking about like populace and black and white and, and stuff like that. And it was that was kind of, I think, what I was always imagining, but I hadn't quite articulated it. Like, you don't have direct control like you would in an RTS or mm-hmm. yeah. something like that. But it's like, and, and, you know, I suppose I'm imagining something a bit like a city builder in that, you know, in city builders, you zone an area and you say, build housing here, but I'm not going to tell you where I to see. put each house. Um <laughs> But yeah, on like a tile by, because again, I'm thinking of this as like a tech thing. I'm imagining tile by tile grow into, you know, this area, but then there will be like a natural growth rate associated with each, you know, tile, with each species that you put in. Um, that could then be compounded by like plants, sorry, by uh, by birds spreading it, for example. Because that would be like, when you introduce animals, that's kind of like a natural feedback leap on it, that you could accidentally yeah. use too many birds or something and suddenly you don't have any plants left. Um, but how, how do you like control, that. or do you have any control over anything like that? I feel like you'd have to introduce kind of all, like a full ecosystem at once. You'd have to introduce like herbivores and carnivores at the same time. Because right. otherwise, if you just introduce carnivores, they're not going to do fuck all to the plants. But if you yeah. just introduce herbivores, they'll eat all the plants. And then you just have herbivore simulator. So like, I feel like you'd have to kind of introduce maybe two species at once. Or, or something mm. like that. How do you but, do that? So, do, do, is it is it just kind of like a require? Is it almost like a? Um, we've talked about this in like the mushroom game as well. But like, is it almost like Viva Pinata where you have certain requirements in your yeah, area? Yeah, yeah. That's just like literally mm. a, a checkbox. Of, okay, if you have this kind of this kind of plant, then this animal will appear. If you have this kind of herbivore, then this carnivore will appear. Yeah, because like, I, again, sort of going back to that kind of god game ethos of you don't have direct control. I think I would prefer mm. that. Like, you don't you know go to a menu and buy a tiger you yeah. you know a tiger <laughs> will just appear uh yeah, yeah. Just, uh, terrifying. It's, it, it's, it's a game of uh fulfilling parameters and then hopefully the stuff appears when you've we've you know marked off the the checklist um you know but you describing the- it like that makes it sound just like a climate model and i think i've realized where <laughs> my inspiration for this has come from so uh, when you said zoning areas that does feel a bit weird because i guess yeah, I mean, I don't, i'm not supposed to do that in the game but like that's more just like an ethos type thing of like yeah spread off in this area not well, saying you know there is a there is a game that is a city builder called foundation where you yeah. do have control over you know zoning areas and things like that and they do follow those laws if you say this area you can't build houses here. however the people you don't actively build there's a house here there's a house here there's a house here you just say this is a housing area and they will just build houses along the routes that they take to work or to the mine or whatever 
And it's really cool because it feels like that city has been built around what your people are doing rather than you just saying, this is the housing district and you don't have 100% control. Um, and it's cool because eventually you see housing districts just cropping up over time and it's like, oh, nice. That's actually a really logical place to put it. I wouldn't have put it there, but sure, I like that. Um, right. And there's kind of like a life to the world is being built by you on a smaller scale. And I think... Mm. That sort of thing. Maybe, obviously, with plants and animals, you can't just say, don't fucking build a house there, because they will. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn plants. Yeah, just, just seeing things happen and you have to react to it as they do it. Like, like in Foundation, if they build a house exactly where you wanted to build a mine or a tailor shop or whatever, and you're like, ah, uh, do I destroy this dude's house? He really wanted to live here. Uh, but you have to kind of react to that as it happens. And that's kind of cool. Um, what I'm hearing from this is I should sort of try and design a game that Tom Clark wants to play. Yes. <laughs> like, if we're going along that, that is like a guiding philosophy. Like, it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom, what is your, what is your favourite city builder? What is my favorite city builder? Yeah. Uh, I don't really play a lot of city builders. It's got to be said, but Banished was really good. I really like Banished, um, mainly because it had that kind of, you, you could see the people walking around doing their own little things. But yeah, because they were characters in the world, it, it wasn't like city skylines where you've got 2,000 population and they are just cars on the road and they just are people in your city. It felt like the characters is like, oh, what fucking Brenda died? Man, they were my best woodcutter. <laughs> um, and that was pretty good. Like the first Settlers game, I really loved that. And that was obviously ages and ages ago. But beyond that, Jesus, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't really played a huge amount of city builder games. I think that's one of the games I have the least, or the genres I have the least um, experience with. Is that something that this game might be missing in terms of like you, you're talking about like the um in banished and um what was the other one? Uh forgot the uh, name of it. Foundation. Already. Foundation, yeah, yeah. Like the um like the idea of having the, the the people react to what you're doing. Like there's some kind of personality uh in there, I think, in a way. Whereas Yeah, with well I think it's it's less the people reacting, more you reacting to what the people are actively doing. Like, yeah. like when they build a house just in the middle of nowhere and it's like, oh fuck, okay. <sighs> Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I, and you have to you have to change your gameplay because the game throws you a curveball. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe like yeah, when you fill the parameter and herbivores turn up and then they start fucking destroying a particular quote unquote district of your plant mm. growth, then you're like shit. Okay, that's gonna really destroy me if they completely disconnect this from my, you know, from the from the neural hub of my plant network that started yeah. in this uh, basil plant in this apartment. Um, and if, if I like it disconnects... how we've all agreed it's a basil plant, by the well, way. Yeah. Like, it's patient um, zero. But Mints seeing... are the ones that normally like spread like absolute buggery, if anyone's <laughs> yeah. ever had that problem before. <laughs> but like having to actively fight against the game doing something that is caused by something that you have done because you built x amount of plants in this area you've caused this thing to happen and it's yeah it's harming or helping you in particular ways maybe in ways you didn't necessarily expect it to or even want it to but that changes the way that you grow because if the game has no impact on what you're doing or has no way of informing or changing based on your actions then then it's yeah it's, it's not a game <laughs> yeah it's 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 a cookie clicker game right like 
yeah, there isn't a huge amount growth. of change. Well, so, I mean, like maybe in terms of f fulfilling certain parameters, um, so far we've talked about like good things happening, like you're getting herbivores or carnivores, you're, you're just kind of well, increasing your growth. I don't well, necessarily herbivores are a good thing because like, yeah, they might be a good thing in your future growth later on. But I think in their first inception into your little world, they could start tearing all down your everything. Yeah. yeah. And, mm. and, and then an you elephant. have to rapidly build the parameter of carnivores turning up so that they can quell yeah. the herbivore population. But then if there's too then, many carnivores, the herbivores start going down, the plant growth starts getting wild. And but if you get, think, if you get too many yeah. wild animals, do you then potentially have the threat of humans coming in because they're going to want to, they're going to want to hunt. They're hunter gatherers now in this post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. And then so, they start building car parks and then, and then it turns into a city building And then game, someone reinvents the car. But they're the enemy. Wait. Oh God, it's yeah. Spore. It's happened again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's a game of balancing, right? Just uh, this level's getting too high. How do I counter that? By yeah. letting this thing happen or by, you know, stopping this thing from happening here or whatever. Um, and if the, if the levels go completely out of whack, then certain things happen that I guess completely end your run or I don't know, maybe really badly inhibit you. So you're like, it's, it's going to take like four hours to rebuild what I've just done or something yeah. like that. Because the other I, thing I, su I suppose oh, as like a, a sort of a guiding philosophy behind this was I did definitely want this to be a chill game. This is like in the same way that Cookie Clicker mm. is something you can have on in the background. I'm not saying this is necessarily a background game, but like something that you just sort of play for like half an hour in the evening to kind of unwind. Because you're like, not only is it meant to be relaxing in the sense that you're greenifying an area and like, you know, casually spreading, you don't have to do any hard work. Also, just like having it feel kind of low, I don't know, not necessarily low stakes. But like, not like you're constantly fighting against, you know, like yeah, a yeah, massive yeah. negative mechanism. I guess. And what I'm saying is, I don't like hard games. I, I don't like. Okay. I'm the wrong busy. person to ask then. <laughs> um, I think this is actually a golf game. I think what? you start off what? with your basil what? plant is the uh, is the golf nowhere, right? And then you go the classic right. James I'm going to survey the course. I'm going to survey the concrete jungle and go. Oh, there's some water over there, right? Shoot, shoot my uh, basil plant that way, and it lands in the water, and then it can spread a bit more. And I go right. Wait, where's what do you the mean? Sh thing? What do you mean? Sh shoot your basil plant. What do you yeah, mean well, golf? Uh, we can That's just, what he we calls can it. Okay? That later, like, but, <laughs> whatever James wants to call it, he can call it that. And then, um, and then last from, night, what did you do? I shot my basil plant. <laughs> I shot up a basil plant. <laughs> I, d I don't know. I'm just trying to think. If we're making it casual, if we're making it like uh, you know relaxing. It, this whole idea of yeah. spreading needs to be uh, easy, and maybe it well, is. So you're just, shooting it, basil plants out of a cannon. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that's the way we start is your basil plant, okay. and then, and then you go right. Okay, what it's it's basically combining a few ideas that we've talked about, and if we're making it kind of puzzly, and you go, okay, I can see my concrete jungle in front of me. I can see the course. What's the best route for me to take so that I can connect? This point to this point, and then from there I can go okay, over I th there. I think I, I spread see out what a bit yeah, more yeah. over there. So that's why it's a golf game because it's just you're just connecting golf. points. Right. Okay. Okay. So, sure. Chris, is it is it a golf game for you? No. Um, <laughs> well, uh, there, was, um, <laughs> there were. I had a couple of ideas originally, and then we sort of went in the more casual. So my original ideas hmm. were more conventional 
city builder esque kind of ideas. Um, okay. So I can just I can just shelve them. Uh, but this one yeah. now for me in- encourages a little bit more of the Viva Pinata route. So say you've got uh, two sides of uh, a map and there's a canyon in the middle, right? And you're like, well, I'm going to place this tree here and this is going to attract rabbits, which then eventually will bring in a predator, let's say foxes. Okay, and so they are now an ecosystem where they control each other's population. If if the foxes hunt the rabbits too much, the mm-hmm. trees will start growing more, but then the foxes will die because they can't eat. And then their population goes down and the rabbits goes back up. But then also you need to think about how seeds and how trees spread. So there could be wind events where you're like, okay, so this is a tree that propagates the same by thing. wind. Yeah. So you're yeah. like, okay, so if I have this, then I know I can get over there. Or I want to go over to that side. That's the goal, So I James. need to attract seeds that birds will eat because birds generally spread seeds by pooping them out. So you, you do things like that. And then as a, as a, a negative, which isn't really a negative, I did, this is, I think this takes it a bit away from the casual stuff a bit is that things like forest, if it's, if it's um, apocalyptic and, you know, world in it, we can have extreme weather events. So it's more of a game about adapting rather than just spreading. Because if you have a forest fire, if you have a forest fire, you can destroy half your forest. But then that ground Mm. that's left is more fertile. So you can actually maybe then give a buff to stuff that grows back, whether it's time that it grows back quicker or just then if it produces, the last one produced one fruit per season, this now produces two fruit per season because it's grown back on fertile ground due to a fire, which is essentially how forest fires work anyway. Um, They're just as part of the cycle as any other thing. It's just that we see them I more really now because like humans, humans cause them more now. Um, and then on top of that, you could have, you know, floods. Okay. So now I can't grow what I would normally grow in there. So I have to adapt and go, okay, okay, a mangrove. So now I grow like, I grow like a mangrove forest and maybe they can give me something that something else does, which means I attract fish, which attracts different type of predators, bears or something like that, which then scares off the foxes. So now my rabbits are going out of control. So you need to sort of adapt to how things happen. You have control, but you're still at the mercy of Mother Nature in a sense where, you know, a lightning strike could just start a forest fire. And you're like, okay, good. I can't stop this because I'm just trees. Um, <laughs> obviously, it won't spread on I'm forever. I'm just trees. Because, yeah. Is that the name of I'm the just game? trees. I really like that. I really, really like that. And I think that's that's the way I would try and lean. My the original idea was that you needed more resource management because, like in a city builder, everything has yes, you're only spending one type of resource, but that then costs. uh, It goes into a resource that you now need to either spend more to make of, like electricity. If I place a building, it takes up more electricity. So then I need to now place a building that generates more electricity. So I don't know if, if that's something you you might need and if you can figure out a solution to that. Um, yeah, because I feel like the one that's, resource that's... thing is there's just not enough complexity for it to be interesting. Like I kind of imagined it as being uh, like a construction, you know, like a resource for construction, like um, uh, photosynthesis points, whatever you want to call it. But then also maybe something like water. Um, and But quite how you would spread water other than, you know, just plants spread it themselves through the soil. I don't know. Um, 
because the other thing is like I'm trying to make this not realistic because obviously it's not fully realistic but something that does actually have sort of it's grounded you know mm, it's yeah. not like oh you you place the water generating plant down um <laughs> like you know that then suddenly it's basically a city builder again I feel like trying to come up with a way of having a, an alternative resource besides just what is effectively yeah just photosynthesis like is going to be the challenging thing I re- that the, the um uh wildfire mechanic of having like fertility in certain grounds that's really interesting as well though because obviously you know trees will only grow where there's mulch or stuff like that underneath like where plants have lived and died and decayed and like given you a certain level before so i don't know if that's actually a resource that you could have like each tile has a certain you can it's like how like with with crops when you you rotate to get better yields it's that the, the the soil needs to recover because that's part of that's a, a, th- a living thing as much as you know the f- food that you get from it needs it needs the nutrients from the ground so maybe there's like a natural way of doing it and, and forest fires are obviously they seem to be that and obviously animals you know having the toilet times I couldn't think of a better way of saying that um, on, on the on the ground helps fertilize that kind of thing so you you can use that maybe they maybe you when you click on the the burrow, it has a radius, and in that radius, you if you place plants, they're more likely to get eaten. So you can place higher, you can place plants that have seeds that will be spread through feces, or and maybe there's <clears> like <throat> and in that area as well, there you get higher ground fertility because that's where they they poo, and then that's where they mm-hmm. and and the same with the foxes, you can have a, like a, a radius in which they will travel around to hunt for food so you need to try and generate that near enough to the rabbits like burrow that they can hunt but not sort of within their zone because then they will just scare off that population yeah i think Uh, think we're getting into a bit more of a that's that's very ecosystem heavy but to go back to the city deconstruction thing i think what i was saying earlier with the fertility of the ground you've got the net or unnatural borders of roads and pavements and buildings and all yeah. these things so obviously in no places is harder so i guess that is uh, over time maybe the roads and everything starts degrading and there's cracks that form that allow you to potentially yeah. create pathways through that are they creating or- natural bottlenecks and natural like air, like borders yeah. for you so yeah you can't, you can't immediately you have, expand everywhere i guess if you have more power or if you have enough points maybe you could just say yeah, fucking send the bamboo in. That'll tear that shit up. <laughs> um, get the knotweed army out. Yeah. Fuck that concrete. Um, so, so actually, c- c- going back to your um, your your the the, the uh, D builder stuff as well, Tom. Like, is there actually a um, is there a benefit uh, other than just like the aesthetic side of it of of what we're doing to these buildings of like slowly debuilding these things like is there like in, in, in my head like i know this is um uh like i i don't know how people are actually imagining this game but in my head it's it's basically kind of like a um it's like maybe isometric or something and you're you know you can zoom in and out and go on like a huge scale and zoom down to like you know building level perhaps but then but the idea of like occasionally hearing like the crack and crumble and then seeing a huge building topple over in the same way that you would see like you know h- how you see um footage of like icebergs collapsing um that sense of like yeah. oh fuck i've just managed to collapse this building because uh these plants have been working on it for fucking ages and like but like do, do, as as you slowly rebuild um or reclaim this city does does that have 
like and you you remove the buildings um like or the, what kind of effect like does does that have an effect on on anything other than i guess you're just like spreading your you're spreading your seeds further or like does that give you more um, like better access for the herbivores or i don't know like how does maybe that's does have a form effect? of order expansion right like maybe right in every city builder there's you know you can only build within these two tiles and oh you've got enough money to buy this extra tile now so you can build out here maybe yeah maybe after a vine has completely overgrown this building maybe the building collapses or maybe that gives you a pathway to the area beyond and it's a mm. you know, that's how you expand your borders and get larger areas perhaps um something like that maybe yeah, James. You yeah, I'd imagine it is sort of undoing the citation, uh, the um, uh, like bottlenecking. Sorry, I just uh, you guys were wanted to say something. Right? I was yeah, just going to say um, I can't help but think a dam would be a really good way of having level progression. So you might have you, you know you get a certain amount of water and then you go right, okay, we need to bring this down. Then we essentially flood this area, get extra water in so that we can expand out i think that i think the level design i mean originally you pitched it as there being sort of very discrete levels you know or, or like uh, uh, scenarios as it were so you know are we imagining that we're in very small areas that we have a goal to achieve or is this a much bigger bigger area like a whole island for example like maybe it's manhattan or something that you're trying to spread over uh, where or is there fog of war? Is there like, do you only see your little area until you spread out enough that your sentient I mean, I previously just conceived this far as... enough in the distance. <laughs> I mean, I, I basically previous, I, 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 yeah, I know what's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of like Pharaoh or Caesar three or that kind of city builder progression, where it's like, how does that work? Originally. Uh, it's basically, you know, you just have a, a, you start out on a small map with small buildings and, you know, you build a small town and then the next town you build is ever so slightly larger. So I'd imagined it as being like a sequence of discrete levels that themselves get larger scale and more complex that require, and, you know, you, you have different species that are available on larger mm. and larger things. It's, it's not like a contiguous, um, you know, large city that you're just expanding through in this in that original concept, totally not wedded to it. But that's, I think, what I had originally imagined those kind of earlier right. city builders type progression. Because I think it would be um, nice to have different, even different biomes to offer you different mm. different availability of plants and things. Because yeah, we don't want just oak, and that's it. You want yeah, yeah, totally agree, <laughs> totally. Chris, so um. Because I keep remembering it's a it's a god game, and I said yeah. the words Mother Nature earlier. Well, you could also do it where if we've only got the one resource, and I don't know if it's well, well, I don't know if this really works with that one resource, but you could cause natural disasters. Like an earthquake could take down a tile with a, a, with a skyscraper on it, mm. or you know you could choose to flood an area, and it it does a certain effect. And especially with uh, what James was saying about fog of war, I mean, you can just swap the word fog for pollution. And then as you grow, you clean that up. Therefore, it uncovers the part of the map. Yeah, so there's a radius around you. Um, I, admit, I, I'd, I had conceived this as um, rather than... I think the God game analogy is good in some senses, but I definitely wanted you to feel like you were... Um, like like how when you see plants bursting through concrete in cities, like you are mm. fighting against sort of this man-made like artifice, 
And, um, you know, it's not like you are able to destroy buildings. It's that you're kind of punching through the concrete. You are, like, against the you're odds the succeeding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Underdog type story. Underdog plants. <laughs> um, okay. An undergrowth story. <laughs> um, so, okay, Tom, what could you give us a rundown of what, of what we currently have, or at least the general idea of what we've been talking about? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, well, Simon, you wanted to make this as something that you could build the engine for yourself and make this entire game. And we have uh, come back and said this should be a triple A ecosystem simulator. I'm imagining it's like a fully 3D like city builder where you plant trees, you, you, you plant certain plants, you uh, are placing things that have massive effects on the ecosystem, bringing in particular types of animals that, that uh, have different effects on... It, it's it's a balancing game. There's there's so many different levels, and you need to make sure all the levels are in the middle, and that's optimal. But to mm-hmm. do that is going to be extremely difficult because you place one tree, and then all of a sudden the leaf icon spreads way to the right, and you're like, fuck, we've got way too many plants now. They're growing out of control, and then you bring in the, the boars. And they're like, well, what do they do to plants? That's useless. Um, and and it, it's it's a game of expansion in a dilapidated ruined city. Um, if I was to bring it back a lot to the example <laughs> oh. that you gave us at, at the beginning of the the you know the six by twelve tiles, I think it was. Um, I think it could be compressed into a much neater, tidier puzzle game where maybe there's a pre-generated level of, you know, there's a building here, building here, road separating them and all of these different things. And you are one small grass tile in the corner and you place something there and you just see what effect that has. Maybe a couple of tiles north and south of that flip and you're like, okay, cool. That means I can then get around the back of this building and do this thing. And it's a game that takes place over five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever and you place a grass tile, certain tiles around it flip and change to these different things. And um, you are basically, until you run out of points or run out of power, you're trying to reclaim as much of the board as you can. Um, maybe if you completely surround a building, maybe then the building flips. And you're like, cool, I've got now an infested, quote unquote, building uh, of vines and plant growth and whatever. And that's worth 100 points. And the game is just to make as many points in the five minutes with this pre-generated level in a puzzle like game format. Yeah, like kind of like 20 minute uh, Metropolis. Yeah, or I think there is actually a game called Concrete Jungle. I think Tom Clark talked about it a lot and that's what we based a lot of our game on. Um, <laughs> and and I, I think that could be something that could be made it does kind of veer away from this cookie clicker you play something you got photosynthesis points that generate over time um but i think there could be something there um, yeah, I, I, that's definitely like an interesting. It's it's uh oh, it, it reminds me of um those kind of tile based strategy games that um, uh, Lewis and Ben did a series on it, and it was like kind of mech style combat. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but like yeah. yeah, that's like an interesting kind of alternative. Like yeah, it's a puzzle game basically. I think I think I can I am definitely coming at this from the angle of a like a life simulator. 
Slat-stroke god game kind of thing. Small ambitions. Mm. Which is, yeah, but like, you know, very simplistic. But I know, and that's also informed by the fact that I'm thinking, how am I going to program this? Which I think I've learned is not necessarily a good way to think about game dev. (laughs) Well, you've got to come up with the idea first. Um, (laughs) I think. That's that's what we do a lot on this podcast is we we hear an idea and we say okay what if if we had all the money and all the resources in the world what would we hope to play how can we play? make this unmakeable but, but that's what Chris and James are here for to 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 rein us in rein me and Alex in because you're saying that you're building this this engine pretty much from scratch and um I think when I was very very young and I played games I had the approach that game designers, they just willed it and it happened. They were like, oh, I want this guy to walk through a door. Yeah, I I just make him do that. Like they were literal gods of games and they could just say, yeah, Link opens the chest. Yeah, I just make that happen. If I wanted Link to fly through the ceiling, he could just do that. And it was that easy. Uh, As time has gone on, I've realized that, yeah, you need to actually- It is that easy, right? You need to actually tell the computer how to do that. And I, I think if we were to compress it a lot more, I, I think a tile-based uh, on hexagons, because as CGP Grey says, they are the bestigans. Um, they are. The I think when you yeah when you place a tree, it has some kind of effect. Maybe there's like the, the natural barriers of the roads and things. If you place a tree next to it, it damages the road next to it. If you um, if you place like a bush or something, that it further damages it until eventually the road flips into a plant-grown road. And as time goes on, that road thing... It's a game of just placing as many plants as you can before your time runs out. Or maybe even if it, it's just you can't make any moves uh, yeah. against the unmoving city world. Um, the lack chess. of loss slash victory condition, I feel like, is one of the big things I still need to think about. I mean, the victory condition can be kind of artificial, but what actually constitutes a loss when you're a plant is is kind of difficult, you know? Yeah. But but is that that perhaps where you have things like... um, like what Tom was saying about having the natural barriers or the, the unnatural barriers, I guess, of of concrete, of roads and highways and other other man-made things that you you have to try and get past. And if you, like, like eventually you, you, you either are going to be able to do that because you've built because you've you've managed to puzzle your way around it or you're not going to be yeah. able to do that because you haven't I think Islanders mm. Islanders has a very <laughs> similar theme in its loss condition in which there is no mm. the game never actually just says you're fucking done game over it just you can't make you any can't more build, moves yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. or I get well I guess it does also have the point system that unlocks new houses and if you don't make enough points you don't get the next card pack that lets you place more buildings but i guess for a plant or for an ecosystem the loss condition is when you can't expand anymore or you can't do anything else like because mm. there's there's stuff just in the way it, it, the area you have is the end of the road um yeah so that's the thing where you have to focus down if i don't break through this barrier this na- this unnatural road barrier in time i'm i'm not going to be able to expand and then the game is over um james I kind of like the idea that most uh, a lot of these scenarios could all be yeah right. So going back to golf, guys. um, No, I think I think uh, when you originally said that, I thought you meant like spore esque. That once you've terraformed the city, you then play golf. I was joking. Yeah, Tiger Woods. 
What? Tiger Woods. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck's sake. Anyway, let me, let me say this before I forget. Um, if we've got multiple scenarios, different biomes running at the same time, maybe there isn't a loss, but maybe you get into a condition where you're not generating enough photosynthesis or resources quick enough. So you go, I'll just leave that. I'll leave that running and I'll collect up enough photosynthesis that when I come back, I might have enough to break that last tile that I needed to do in order to get to mm-hmm. the next step to then increase. So I can go, maybe we have a little globe. Again, we, we could zoom out of our map and we go over to say, oh, I'm going to go over to Sri Lanka now and I'll carry on my Oh my, my God, so you've got an entire world now? Well, if, oh we've, if we've got multiple, if we've got multiple global clients, you know, we don't need a globe. We could Everyone just have died. them next to each other and go, oh, I'll play that level. Jesus Christ, if, if we're thinking almost mobile game style, it would be like stage one to five and I'll go, oh, I'll go back to stage five. So it's like there's never a a loss condition, just that you won't get there quick enough. So you can go, I'll leave that running. It almost in maybe not in real time, but right. I'll just leave that running and I'll so come back like to Simpsons, it later. The tap mobile game. Go back. Sure. <laughs> you click on the building, you get all the resources from that. Um and then wait you come back minutes. and then you just play an easy eighteen and But you, you, you can know, have kind of like local <laughs> you can have like local and global uh, point systems where you have like the photosynthesis point, which is like essentially like I guess the energy to expand into certain areas in your in I don't know, Manhattan. But then by expanding you gain I don't know, reclamation points or whatever that would be called that is New that you can then yeah well yeah that, that then enable you to to expand or yeah that gives you something uh, that isn't that isn't restrict even specific to that area that you can carry that across and use in different areas globally or i don't know i think we are we are like veering away now i guess from what you wanted initially um yeah but- I, I brought I, I brought this idea because i wanted to kind of workshop it because i'm like there's there's a there's a shit pile here but there's a nugget of gold i'm just convinced somewhere <laughs> in the middle just, of the pile i want the pinata I, I want to see i want that bit Do you know in the last of us uh where they they see the uh the giraffes walking yeah. across the field i want Spoilers. i want a bit where you, where you see that where you've where, and you're like i've done yeah. that like i've somehow I've inadvertently created moment. this moment oh. yeah yeah i i definitely thought of viva pinata when i got to that point as well but um <laughs> yeah. i i think this is a weird one because we haven't actually got a solid I- idea as such like we haven't we haven't heard your idea and then said this should be the game i think this has just been a mood board of mm. a thousand different ideas so so that's okay right? simon at, at risk of you saying shit pile and golf is gold, uh, <laughs> do you have an, a, a, an, a changed idea of what your game is now? Uh, and are you able to sift through your notes of shit pile, also golf, and um, figure out what this game is now? I think I you mean, meant my, to say my gold. Notes are incredibly helpful. Uh, uh, He's just written uh, a sad uh, face. Days, e- days equals <laughs> seconds is one of the things I've written. Days uh, seconds, great. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I do feel like that certainly cleared up some things in my head, and it certainly also fired me up to do more on this project. Um, it's definitely given me ideas for like the wind mechanics for spreading, as Chris said, um, like the whole burned ground mechanics. Like, I feel like that fertility uh, aspect as actually sort of the thing the underlying mechanic of how the the stuff grows that's missing potentially. And from there, then there's like a whole bunch of possibilities that I, I quite like the idea of, um, in terms of, I, I hadn't even thought about doing it as like changing the scale, for example, from like 
you know one apartment to an entire city as as a concept um like i feel like that's probably more ambitious than just trying to do because then then you've got to make a whole load more art assets (laughs) and you can't just reuse them (laughs) over and over and over again um Yeah. I'm not very good at making isometric tiles. Like I really that's not. That's okay. You've start. You've only just. You're only just beginning your game dev journey. You'll you'll grow, yeah. just like, like just thing- like the plants. Just yeah. like I'll reclaim my life. <laughs> um, so, okay, I, I think. Okay, yeah. Like you say, Tom. It's not. We don't necessarily have a game at the end of this, but I think sometimes uh, sometimes this happens where we just come up with a bunch of ideas. And that you know that, that that feel good, and then it doesn't have to come together to make a game at the end of it. Sometimes it's quite interesting to see what other people think. Yeah, so- ultimately, it's a city reclamation, plant growth ecosystem game. And if you use some of the ideas that we've talked about today, and have come up with, or even thought about an idea of what the game could be, then screw it. Let us know on Twitter. Please, at Butch when, when is that? And Pitch also let Simon know. The vowels, yeah, or make the game for me. That would be great, and then I can copy it. <laughs> well, are you are you going to be streaming the progress with uh, the game, or is this just like a little hobby on the side? Or at the moment, it's just a hobby on the side. The thing with Claude is that, like, fingers crossed, it will be a couple of months more, and then it will be a passable dynamical model. In which case, like, it's just tinkering and and fiddling with you know, like dusting icing sugar on it, basically. Whereas yeah. I felt like maybe mm-hmm. taking the game from scratch would be kind of interesting. So, um, I mean, Chris actually just sent me a bunch of links to, I can never pronounce the fucking name. Sebastian Loud. Sebastian Loud, Sebastian Loud. Yeah. Oh, that guy. He's and I've watched a ton of his videos and I feel like yeah, I love, I, I love I'd love to get to that level and maybe doing it on Twitch would be a good way of just overcoming my fear of not thinking I'm good enough at programming. So that might be no a good way No one's good enough at it. programming. No one will yeah. ever be good enough at programming. Okay, so I think um, I think we've got a bunch of different ideas. Maybe not a solid game, but um, in my head, it's um, Viva Pinata in a city, which is um, what I'm going right. to go and uh, uh, dream about tonight because I just really want to play another game. We all have Viva very Pinata different game. ideas of what this game <laughs> um, is. Please let us know what you think. Um, yeah. Simon, thank you so much for for joining us again. Uh, oh, it's my great pleasure. to see. I've got more uh, ideas. I can, I, yeah. can, I can keep coming back as many times as you'll have me. <laughs> sure. All right. Look, um, oh, shit. <laughs> also, f- before before I go, one final thing. Um, the Yogscast game, uh, Games Game Jam is happening very, very soon. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, check out the Itch page. You can probably just, just Google Yogscast Game Jam Itch. It's, it's there. But uh, fuck, if you want to make... Guys, just make some of our pitches. Make Simon's game for the game jam. I'm sure you can do that in 48 hours. Uh, yeah, it's doable. I reckon. December 4th to 6th, Friday to Sunday. Uh, we're going to play. We're going to play the games on stream on the 11th, and um, whoever wins is going to get like some pretty fucking sweet prizes as well. Um, oh, worth worth damn. a lot of worth dollar. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if you're into a game jam, check it out. Simon, thank you very much for joining us. Um, My and pleasure. Everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll see. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. I liked my Tiger Woods pun, and I I don't regret it. <laughs> well, that's good. I like Shit, that a lot. Since that was the only name in recording, I guess we have to call this Tiger Woods, right? <laughs>